0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 19 of the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy with my bud, Danny. Hey, Randy. Hey, Danny. Today we are talking about problems. Not only problems, but the inevitability and the gift of problems.
1: I get the inevitability, but the gift? The gift, yes. The gift of problems.
0: Yeah, it turns out with every burden, there is also a blessing. But I've heard that. but coincidentally, with every blessing, there's also a burden. <laughs> there is. Yes, that's also how that works. <laughs> yeah. so today we're going to take a look at problems and take a look at how they're inevitable, why they're inevitable, and also the benefits we can get from them. But before we do, guys, make sure to subscribe and also share the episode that helps us out so much. Share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your hated ones, people who you think need this. Yeah, right? It helps. And hopefully you know the more we share, the better. Yeah, always so, good <laughs> so problems problems are interesting I was actually uh, you know having some problems at work this week were you what were your problems at work well just I think different values between myself and some of the other people that I work with yeah, yeah. and that so that, is, that's yeah. always
1: hard right when we have different perspectives we have you know we don't always see eye to eye and we also don't always understand each other because of that
0: mm-hmm yeah but you see the thing is with life, If you're not complacent, you're pretty much always going to have
1: problems. It is interesting, isn't it? That if we anytime we are we are active, we're trying to do something for ourselves. We're trying to move forward. We are always going to encounter problems, roadblocks Mm -hmm. of
0: various kinds, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just life. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the hero's journey. Like as soon as we decide we want something, (laughs) literally by deciding that we want something other than what is that defines a problem. Because there's some type of obstacle between where you are and what you want. And so, by definition, once you want something, there's a problem. There's
1: a problem that you have to figure out how to get it, right? And it's funny, too, because that is life. I mean, that really defines life. It's like, anytime we want new things, we want to improve a situation, we recognize that things could be better, and then all of a sudden, now we have all these problems. Because as long as we don't recognize it, there's no issue, right? There's no problem. Yeah. And I think that's that's interesting because it also shows, I think, you know, by your ability to recognize these problems, it really shows human beings, creativity, our ability to adapt, our ability to make the world what we want if we want to. And that's part of the issue, right, is we have to change things to make them fit what we want. That is the problem. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, And part of it as well is the expectation that there shouldn't or won't be problems.
1: Yeah, that is a funny thing, isn't it? Expecting that there shouldn't be Why do we even expect? Yeah. Why do we have that expectation?
0: Ugh, another problem. I what know, is, right? Do they ever end as soon as if it's not one thing it's 12 others. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of this false belief, this mental model, faulty mental model we have that there shouldn't be problems.
1: It's interesting, right? We have these we have these very odd sort of like um almost like paradoxes in how we think about the world. We we expect things not to change, but we know they change, right? We expect no problems, but we also, there are going to be problems. Like we know there will be, but we also expect there not to be. It's very odd. There pretty much have to be problems.
0: Like, I think that's part of the title today, the inevitability. There have to be problems. Unless you're like completely just complacent with your life or dead. You're yeah. pretty much guaranteed to have problems.
1: The only way I could imagine there not being problems is if you weren't doing anything. But even then, you presumably are just ignoring your problems, right? You're not really. It's not like you don't have any. You're just ignoring them and not ignoring addressing them,
0: or maybe maybe you're just in a state of a hundred percent acceptance. Maybe yeah. Like maybe yeah. you're one of those people who's just like, I'm just going to go with life, whatever it is. Whatever it is is yeah. And I think that's actually part of it because the only one of the, the only way to really get rid of problems is to get rid of the idea of problems.
1: Oh, so, I like that. Yeah,
0: so like these problems are this thing that something is wrong with my life and I need to fix it. Whereas instead of looking at it like that, being like, this is the journey that my life is taking right now. This is the, this is the difficulty, but this is the journey. Because this idea of a problem being wrong, like if somebody says uh, that person's a problem or I have this problem in my life, at least in my mind, the connection is that that's bad that should be changed.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we should we should fight against it, change it, get rid of it, yeah. right? Do something like that to exclude it from existence, from our world.
0: Whereas instead of being bad, just realizing that that's the area of tension.
1: Hmm, I like that way of thinking about it. Then it needs to be tweaked. It needs to be sort of maybe, maybe just, to that's harmonize the, it. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's where the struggle is in life. Like I just mentioned to you that I started going back to the gym and I'm the sorest I've been in a long time. <laughs> but like, I don't say that going to the gym is a problem. Like, that's just the area where there's tension in my life because it's through that tension that the muscles can actually grow Well, that's and I the, can get better. And I think that's a good example, right? I think, you know, it's funny, but
1: working out that physical activity is a great sort of – is a great metaphor or model for our lives in general, right? That, you know, because when you exercise, you go through a routine, you make it a habit, it's difficult, and you want it to be difficult so that you – you excelled, so that you move forward, right? So there is this difficulty and there's this pain, but at the same time, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And as you do it more and more, you get better and better. And I think that's true in life. And we often forget that, right? That, you know, really it takes us doing these things and hitting these sort of roadblocks and struggles to develop and get better. And we can embrace them in a different way. I think you're right that looking at problems as something that are bad or negative will also cause us to avoid them Um, think about them or imagine them to be worse than they are. Because, you know, there's a lot of philosophers that talk about problems as, like, a positive thing. Rethinking, I mean, Nietzsche talks about, like, rethinking or reinterpreting suffering as something positive because it's through that suffering, through that struggle that we actually develop. And without it, we wouldn't change. We wouldn't get better. We wouldn't learn new skills. We wouldn't figure out who we are. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't try new things because every new thing is a new encounter, which means it will have struggle, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And I think the skillful thing to do is to actually choose the problems that'll get you where you want to go. Because you're guaranteed to have problems in life. That's a guarantee. But the type of problems you have really dictate where you go, because when you get through the problem, you grow. You're a different person than you were before. So making sure that the problems you have and the problems you're taking on are ones that are worthwhile in your growth and development.
1: How do we figure out though which problems are right for us? Yeah. How do we figure out, I mean, how do we figure out, you know, should I avoid this problem? Should I ignore it? Should I embrace it? Should I go, you know, how do we determine which problems are the right problems for us in life? Do you think?
0: Yeah. So it really comes down to figuring out where you want to go in life. And we've, we've done some episodes about that, trying to figure out your ideal life and you can listen to those episodes, but, but really determining where you want to go. Cause if you have kind of one, general thing that you want in life and you can just focus on that thing you can achieve that you can have that you're going to have to encounter problems you're going to have to overcome difficulties and challenges but if you focus on that one thing and you say hey i'm willing to deal with all the problems i have to do in this one thing like let's say make a million dollars or whatever it is i'm willing to do whatever i need to in this if other problems come along I'm going to let them go because they're not important problems for me right now. But the problems that for com- for doing this, I'm going to encounter all of them. I'm going to overcome all of them, whatever it takes. That way you can actually get somewhere. Because if you can do one thing at a time, like they, they say that focus uh, is an acronym for follow one course until successful.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you focus on one thing and however long it takes, you accomplish that one thing and then you go on to the next thing. And so by doing one thing at a time and not letting other things bother you as best as possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and also when those things do bother you like for instance this thing at work. That's not like this, this is I'm talking I'm talking about focusing on one thing and then I'm letting these other things bother me. So obviously But like, it's still on your mind. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not an expert. At it. I'm just I'm just practicing like anybody else. But noticing the positive so instead of like becoming totally stressed out at this problem, noticing the positive. And just at first it's a struggle to try and figure out the positive in these things. But after a while, after you're doing it often enough, it may come easier to wear every obstacle you can see the blessing within.
1: You know, I think it's also interesting because you know, it's also the type of problems we encounter, you know, like we it's easy to get, I guess, you know, we talk about talking about focus, right? It's easy to get kind of overwhelmed because you have too many things you're looking at, too many things you're trying to deal with, so that you really have a lot of problems that you're never really addressing, you're never really facing, right? Because there's always something else to distract you. And I think that's absolutely true. If you if you allow yourself to have too many sort of too much drama, too much obstacles in the way, you'll never have the concentration or really the the energy to address a real problem and grow, right? That's part of it. I think the other side of it too is like what kind of problems are you ad- facing right like you know your problem at work you know is is with other individuals at work who are not sort of carrying their their weight and you know it's a team thing right so it's really about you know how the team functions and the interesting thing is it's, it's also individual doctors so it's not really a team in that sense so it's an it's about you know like how what is it about it that's bothering me and is it something that i can overcome and actually develop from or is it more of a frustration or you know how do we define it that does that make yeah, sense? You know, yeah, like, the, is
0: difficult, it... the difficulty that I'm having is how can I best change in this situation? Because I know I can't change them. So where I'm struggling right now is just the difficulty of how can I change to make the best of this situation. And that, uh, yeah, that I'm not quite sure. Because, I, I mean, I'm looking at, like, do I just accept it? Do I do I talk with them about it? Do I just ignore it and just work as hard as I can? Like what's the best solution? And yeah. and, and that's some of the struggle there.
1: So well yeah, it's difficult. When you're when you're dealing with people not pulling, you know, not doing their work, not doing their fair share, maybe something like that, it's hard because you don't want to reduce yourself to their level because then you're not doing your best. You're not doing what you should be doing. Um, so maybe is it is it a point of just not that it's not worth your time that it's not worth worrying about you just focus on you is it you know is it something that you address it i mean these are the difficulties with problems right is that we have to figure out how to what's the right perspective on it what's the right way to move forward and this mm-hmm. is why we need focus too because i think when we're distracted it becomes increasingly hard because you can't really you can't even identify what the problems are in your life right and this is where direction i think comes into play you had mentioned you know having sort of a a clear plan a clear path and you know it's interesting you see this a lot in like um I think in ethics and stuff a lot of it is about self control, character building, character development. And a lot of that they talk about it like in terms of like unity, right? Like having like a self means having like a unified self. You're building yourself around something. So what are you building your life around? I like to think of it that way. What is my life being built around? What's my passion? What's my interest? What's my goal? What's the direction I want to go that's giving me some sort of like solid idea of a life does that kind of make sense you know like you're you're almost constructing it right mm-hmm. and if you don't have a clear plan you have like all these vague ideas you get va- we said vague results right you'll get a bunch of sort of like maybe you'll get developed in one area not in another maybe you'll get good at one thing not another and you'll never really move forward in the way you want
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean how I see this now is it's just kind of a step on the path like this is an Uh, means to an end that i'm looking for and it's not something long term it's just you know until that certain point then i can move forward
1: well you know i think those are our biggest a lot of times at least for me too these are the biggest challenges in life is when we are when we're facing like almost like a transitionary period those problems are very difficult we know we want to move on to something else we want to know we know we want to do something else and it's those are difficulties you have to figure out what you want right yeah, I mean it's like it's the existential my, crisis
0: <laughs> yeah it's like I don't want to do what I'm doing now but it, this is a necessary step to get to where I want to
1: yeah yeah and that's I mean that's the difficulty with problems right Is identifying the right ones and figuring it out mm-hmm. and this is I think where most of us struggle because we are you know it's I mean, I find, I find myself used to do this a lot. You know, I'd, I'd have problems and instead of facing them, I would ignore them. I would distract myself with other things. Man, running from problems. I right? did that for a long time. Yeah, you run from them. You create new problems because to sort of distract yourself from those problems, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all of us create problems of like perfectionism, anxiety, stuff like this because we're really hiding from other issues, I think. What do you think this boils down to? I mean, you know. When we talk about problems and we talk about, you know, the the potential gift of problems. I mean, personally, I think this is really again, it's about taking like ownership of your life. It's about, you know, it's about the responsibility to face the things that are going inevitably you're going to face. Right. I mean, life always has issues. It always has problems because it's change.
0: I think it boils down to our relationship with desire. You know, there's a saying that all of man's problems come from his inability to sit still and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, like, because we desire something, a problem is created, but we get to choose how we actually relate with that desire. And a faulty relationship with that desire is I'm going to be unhappy until I have the object of my desire. Whereas a better relationship could be, like, this difficulty, and desire, and problem is the path to what I want in life.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I was re- I've i been reading Nietzsche again, so it's on my mind. Um, but he mentions, you know, when he talks about will to power, he says, you know, he says, What is greatness? It's the ability to will a goal and the means to get it. So, um, essentially, you know, he thinks whenever you will something, whenever you want something, any goal, desire, you're going to encounter resistance. We've already talked about this, right? There will be problems along the way. There will be, you know, there's going to be things that you need to do to get it. Because if you want something you don't have, you don't have it. So in order to get it, you have to do stuff, whether it's develop a new skill, an object, build a house, whatever it is. And so being able to have the strength to actually will that goal, but also will the ability to actually deal with the resistances in your path, right? To have the strength of either character, however you want to think of it, strength of will, to say, you know, this is what I want and I am willing to accept that this is going to be part of the bargain, right? Part of the deal is I have to do these things to get it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because so many people uh, will say the same thing, like Earl Nightingale in uh, The Strangest Secret. He says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Meaning that you have to once you exactly like Nietzsche saying, once you decide you want something and you will it, you have to progressively realize it. But the success isn't actually at the end. The success is in that progressive realization in being knee deep in the problems. Well, yeah, I think that's where a lot of our issue is, right? Because we think, you know, if I
1: get this thing, then I'm happy. If I get this thing, I get my goal and we, we always construe success with the end result yeah that's my biggest faulty mental model (laughs) god it's so hard though it is hard right because you know and i understand it's funny because i also know why it's hard we all struggle with it because we're taught it from an early age right we're taught in school everything is about assignments it's about grades it's all about these really the results it's nothing to do with the process right and so we get this faulty model that You know, we need to pursue these goals and that will make us happy. That will give us what we want. That'll make
0: our lives better. But how's that working so far? Right? Yeah, it hasn't worked.
1: And it hasn't worked because we're missing out on living. We're missing the whole point that, you know, it's in that process that we actually feel better, that we actually do succeed, that we actually do like overcome obstacles. And, you know, it's interesting, like, uh, again, with Nietzsche, he says, like, you know, he says, happiness is the realization or the feeling of increasing power. So it's like, it's experiencing, like, I mean, and the way I interpret that is like, you know, if I will something and I know, say I, say I want to complete a, um, I'll just use like writing for an example. Say I wanted to write a book and it's, you know, I'm struggling with it. I say, like, okay, I'm just going to focus and do it, do a chapter a day. And every time I complete that chapter, every time I do it, I feel good. I feel increased, right? Like I have this ability. I have this skill. I've accomplished it. You know, you're moving forward. You're working towards what you want. You're, I mean, another way to look at that is you're being creative in the world. You're being active you're an agent not Mm -hmm. right you're not just a A a sort of yeah you're not a victim you're not you're not sort of being pulled along by the stream you're actually directing it and i think that's really what's interesting because we so often get caught up in looking just at the end that we forget the whole point of living i mean i think we forget that, you know, to be alive is to live, it's to be active, right?
0: Enjoy it, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this book by, or it's not by Naval Ravikant, it's the almanac of Naval Ravikant. So somebody took all of his <laughs> all of his tweets and his speeches and put it together in a really good book. But he's talking about perspective and just seeing that, you know, the, the universe has been here for a billion years before you came here and it'll be probably be here for another billion years after you're gone. So like really your life, and your legacy is just a teeny little firefly blip in the map of everything that's gone on. So what better purpose could you have in your life than actually enjoying it?
1: You know, that is interesting, right? This idea that, you know, when you really have perspective on the issue, you know, our lives are so small, but we make them so big. And, we, and when we think that way, we end up making every little issue this huge deal, right? And, you know, I think it really does it really makes our thinking problematic because we're not looking forward at you know what are we doing how are we living how are we being active how are we actually enjoying ourselves so how how do we i mean because we talk about the inevitability of problems right and we're thinking here in terms of like you know looking at problems differently so how do we enjoy problems how do we enjoy the process of moving forward Mm. with problems with addressing problems with facing them and really building ourselves in that way.
0: I, know we enjoy it. I think first thing is we need to accept the inevitability of problems. Like, you know, they say that, uh, be prepared. The Boy Scout model. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> hey, you were an Eagle Scout. Say, they, yeah, they say be prepared because the preparation is absolutely key. And, uh, the preparation allows you to be ready for the obstacles. It may not prepare you exactly for it. Like, you may not be able to know the exact problems you'll have to, uh, overcome or encounter. But just knowing that you will have problems gives you a little bit more over somebody who just goes into it blindly not expecting any problems at all.
1: Yeah, so having the ability to plan, mm-hmm. having some sort of plan, some sort of sense of planning what you your need. work
0: and working your plan. And <laughs> then, like and then and then changing that as needed. Cuz like I always like this analogy of the airplane. You know, you ha- you take a flight from New York to LA. Well, the plane is initially pointed towards la but it gets off course and it has to readjust and again point towards la and adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust it's not like it just takes one path the whole entire time it's constantly readjusting based on the wind based on the movement of the earth based on all these different factors it's just this constant readjustment to correct course and to continue heading towards your destination
1: you know i always like that too the idea of staying on course the idea of and you know when you look talk about you know you often hear like um either an airplane analogy works. You know, you, you used to hear like the analogies of like navigation, like like on a ship, right? Because you're 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 steering the vessel, you're directing the course of the vessel. But in order to get where you're going, there's always going to be something that comes up where you, you can't just let it go. If you just let go of the, you know, if you just let the plane do what it's doing, you're not going to make it where you need to go. You're going to yeah. crash and probably die, mm-hmm. right? If you just let the ship go, God knows where you're going to end up.
0: Wind up on some deserted beach of derelict.
1: So it's like you can't just, you can't be a backseat seat passenger in your own life, right? Because you're not driving yourself. You're not, you know, I always like these, you know, there's the the analogy of like, you know, creating being the author of your life, like creating that story. You know, it's yeah. always but when you think of all of these, right? They're always active. You're in control. You're steering. You're writing it. You're right, you're doing something to make it happen. You're not just you're not just letting things happen to you. Because if you do that, if you if you just do what everyone else expects, if you do what the world expects, if you just sit back and let things happen, you'll never, you will have problems, but you'll never have the life that you want and you'll never be really engaged in it. I think that's part of our issue.
0: Hmm. You know, and engagement is part of a happy life. So, like, uh, a, to have well being, you need positive emotion, you need engagement, you need good relationships meaning and accomplishment like that's the the positive psychology's definition of well-being needing all those things and so engagement in your life allows you to create accomplishments it gives you meaning when you get those accomplishments and then to do that stuff you're going to need a positive emotion then you're going to need relationships in order to do it so that's kind of like all of it Yeah, it is. And, you know, I like
1: the engagement is important, too, because like you said, it's like the, the focus comes from engagement, being involved in your life.
0: Right. Yeah, Saying yes to your life.
1: Yeah. Saying yes to it. And, you know, recognizing, too, I think this is the other issue with problems is like when we have problems and if we're focused, if we are focused on on the problems that matter to us and we are engaged in addressing them. One, there's a fulfillment there just in the process because we see, you know, it's like exercising, right? You see progress slowly as you go. You see your skill set building. You see your strength building. And so there's a a positive feeling with, okay, I'm working towards something. I am actually making this happen. But when you're focused on other stuff and you're not saying no to other things, and you're letting all these other problems invade, you're gonna miss days at the gym, right? You're gonna miss times to exercise. You're going to get thrown off. You're going to shorten your workout, stuff like that. And eventually you'll end up not going and you'll Mm -hmm. never reach that goal. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. this is it's funny. But like I was thinking about this the other day, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about habits and the importance of habits for a good life. You know, you hear people say we're the collection of our habits, all that kind of stuff. But there is some truth to it because it's like everything we do is can be made into routine, can be made into habit and the exercise example, almost works really well for everything in life, right? Like, if you want to do well in school, well, you develop the habits for studying, writing, attentiveness, whatever that you need to actually be a good learner, good student, and then ultimately, you know, your own teacher. And you, you can kind of do that with anything. And when you really think about, it, you know, the more you kind of get distracted, the more you're going to get thrown off that routine, the less you're going to be committed to it and engaged. And I think that really is what it comes down to. But when we, when we're engaged in it, our problems can be really positive i think Mm -hmm. but that's the that's sort of like maybe the key and the difficult thing to get to
0: yeah Well, there's so there's there's like positive okay so when there's a problem that you're involved in you can try and change the problem you can just leave or you can (laughs) accept the problem and so i i actually looked up the definition of accept and accept is actually an active thing because Mm -hmm. what it is you're consenting to receive that problem
1: yeah so it's actually
0: like it's actually consenting which is which is a positive action you're saying hey this is happening and I'm going to accept this so as much as you know oftentimes we might think of acceptance as kind of like a weak type of thing or mm-hmm. just like complacency but it's not complacency it's actually cho- seeing that this is what it is and choosing this. You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people do think as
1: accept is like a passive thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I if I accept something, I'm not going to get angry at it, or I'm not going to react to it's it. It's just
0: like if somebody gives you, if Amazon brings you a package, you can always say no, yeah. <laughs> like return to sender. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to accept a package, but it's uh, it's allowing yourself to receive.
1: I like that. Yeah, because you're actually then you're always being engaged in your life. And I think this is actually I mean, this is probably our biggest problem when we talk about the inevitability of problems. Right. Is that we're not we're not engaged. We're not active all the time. Right. We take a lot of breaks from being active in our lives. We let a lot of things happen. We get caught up in what's going on. We get distracted by bullshit on social media, the news, and we actually work ourselves up. But we're not really actively doing anything you know it's like you know okay i'll give you an example every time something happens major in the world like say a natural disaster or something and you see all these people jump online and say you know thoughts and prayers and like they want to be the first one to say that and it's like that's great sentiment whatever you're that's nice that you're saying that but you're really not doing anything nope that took you an eighth of a second i mean maybe less to actually do that you're not actually going out and helping anyone mm. you're not actually like
0: it's the virtue signaling. yeah
1: right it's virtue signaling you're not doing anything and mm. i think that's what a lot of us end up doing is we end up doing a lot of these meaningless things that aren't really active we think we convince ourselves we're doing something we pat ourselves on the back for doing something but are we really doing anything
0: actually the the one thing that you're doing is reducing your happiness So I saw I saw this this quote that uh, there's evidence based studies that anything done through a screen reduces your happiness. Anything not done through a screen increases your happiness.
1: I mean, that makes sense, right? Because, you know, when it's through a screen, it's not active. There is a passivity to it. There's actually I mean, there's there's a separation between you and what you're doing. I mean, even if you if you send something out, you know, that way, you don't know who you're saying it to. You don't really have a direct goal. And, you know, oh, you have a direct. Well, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, to you do better about
0: yourself, to feel
1: better Be about pretentious,
0: yourself, stick your nose up in the air,
1: you know, well, you know, it's funny. That's the other side of this. Right. Which is the other side of this whole activity, engagement and problems and addressing our problems in the right way or, or facing them in the right way and embracing them is, you know, I think a lot of us really look for excuses. You know, we look for ways to not only distract ourselves from problems, but make up reasons why we're not addressing them. Mm. to find reasons to explain why these things are happening and we're ignoring them, essentially, right? And again, that's that's really to be unengaged, right? Because we're finding ways to explain why we're not engaging with our lives, why we're not dealing with things.
0: Yeah, because it's easier not to. Isn't it funny? In, in it? the short term. <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. but this is the thing. It's easier in the short term. And I heard this the other day, and it's such a great thing. Because oftentimes these decisions will come up in my life where I kind of have like, To choose between two things and they're pretty close and so it's difficult to figure it out and i heard this said that when you're trying to decide between two things and it's difficult to decide always choose the one that's more difficult in the short term Hmm. because what we'll do is we'll put off these things that are difficult in the short term for things that are more difficult in the long term
1: because it doesn't
0: seem as clear the difficult in the long term okay but the thing is if we choose the things that are difficult in the short term if we do what is hard in the long term our life will be easy like going to the gym yeah. it's hard to wake up in the morning and go to the gym but if i choose that short-term difficulty over laying in bed comfortably i'm going to benefit in the long term but if i choose a thing that's easier in the short term it's going to be more difficult in the long term. Well, you know, that's
1: funny, right? Because that's, the, I mean, that's essentially what it means to be engaged and active in your life, right? Which is to make decisions, not just for immediate pleasure and immediate comfort, but to make decisions for yourself long term. And really what that means is really taking care of yourself, strengthening yourself, developing skills, because all of that is useful long term. It'll make you better off long term, right? It'll make you healthier later in life. You'll be stronger by working out, right? You'll, You'll develop brain cells, all of that positive things. And, you know, but it takes doing it now and building it over time. And that's the hard part because you don't see the immediate results, right? And we're so really hell bent on immediacy and immediate comfort i think that we really we do throw ourselves off and really put a wrench in our whole lives
0: yeah one thing that i did this year that i've never done before that was very helpful in gaining some of that long-term perspective was actually creating a multi-year plan for my life Hmm. like before that i mean up until i was through college i kind of had a long-term goal but then after college it was just like well you just work until you retire and then you retire until you die you know that is funny isn't it? school kind of It gives you sort of a pre-built goal, right? Because you go, each grade you have a goal and then you have getting out of elementary school and then you have middle school and then you have high school and then you have college and it's like all these three to four year goals just, you know, you're doing one after the other and, and in those three to four year goals you have the mini goals of each year getting through that. And once you're out of school it can be difficult to do that stuff. So actually sitting down and figuring out what my longer term goals were and that was very helpful in giving me direction because I can look at that every day and say this is where I'm headed. You
1: know what's nice about that too is you can always obviously modify these things as necessary as you move forward in time but what's nice about that is it actually does give you the direction we're talking about right it gives you a unity to your life it gives you a sense of what am I doing I mean you know that's the problem a lot of us struggle with is what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. What is the meaning of this? It makes the
0: suffering worthwhile.
1: Well, yeah, because you've created a meaning, right? You've created a reason for your broader long-term actions, for the skills that you're developing. You have an idea of what you want down the road. And by doing that, you give yourself direction and you are actively deciding. You're not letting things happen to you. You're not doing it because you fell into it or whatever, right? And by doing that, you're actually taking control of your life. And i really think this is the big part right it's it's taking control it's being responsible it's being active in your life as as an active agent right it's agency it's not taking that back seat And i think this is the one thing we a lot of us struggle with because it is hard sometimes because we don't know or we feel like we don't know or we're overwhelmed we're not sure and i think you know if you feel that way about your life one thing to do i think is to start to try and get clear about what you want And it doesn't have to be, you know, an entire plan of your life for the next 50 years. I don't think that's necessary, especially at first. Even having, you know, a a plan for the month, a plan for six months, a plan for a year, it gets you started. And as you do it, you'll find yourself having a clearer and clearer sense
0: of really what you want, you know. And it gives you things to work towards. And when you accomplish them, taking the time to enjoy it, be grateful for it, recognize the accomplishment. Because that was something that, you know, accomplish, I kind of have perfectionistic tendencies, I'll be honest. Yeah, right. You know, but like, it got to a point where accomplishing the goal was the standard. And if I didn't do that, if I didn't accomplish it 100%, it was a failure. And and that was like a completely faulty model again, because accomplishing a goal is like 100%. But you know, still doing any percent is better than doing nothing. It is, and yeah. It's, and it's not completely binary all the time. There's there's shades of gray, and I think there's 50 shades of them.
1: Yeah, and, yeah I've <laughs> heard
0: that. <laughs> yeah. And so just doing anything to kind of get you a little bit closer, a little bit better, a little bit more is so much better than doing nothing.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's funny, too, because, like, you know, it's, it's... We talked about education before, but school really... Um, It's an interesting thing that we do to ourselves because by setting up this system with all these mini goals and this plan, it it kind of, it does give individuals a purpose early in life because they have this thing that they're working on. They feel good
0: when they're doing well. But notice how somebody else set up all those goals, all those plans, that whole schedule for them. Right? Yeah, that's the problem. And that's the issue is that, you know,
1: it seems like it's so easy because somebody else designed this whole thing. And you're doing well, right?
0: Like imagine, See? imagine if when you're in kindergarten, everybody has these great dreams and goals. Like I want to be the president, I want to be a pilot, I want to be whatever, fireman. If in kindergarten, we could sit down with children, we could say, what's your dream? Okay, let's plan that together. And <laughs> and instead of instead of saying, everybody needs to take four years of English, everybody needs to take four years of math, be like, okay, you want to be a fireman. What do you actually need to do? Well. Physical education is going to be really important. You know, thermodynamics going to be very important. Yeah, so like, it's going to help. Yeah. Or, or if somebody wants to be a pilot, be like, okay, you're going to need to know math really well. You're going to need to understand vectors and different things like this. So actually sitting down and planning together because that takes the passivity out of the school plan, but it actually helps the person recognize their dream.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I remember just even in high school, like we were fortunate enough. Um, that when we went to high school, we were still able to select our classes at that time. I think you remember, right? And yeah, like, it was
0: right before No Child Left Behind.
1: Yep, right before that. And when AKA that,
0: Every Child Left Behind.
1: Yeah, <laughs> literally is what it
0: means. It means mediocrity,
1: right? Yeah. And uh, when they started that, we were, we were right at that point where we were able to still choose our courses in high school. And I was so happy about that because at least I knew I had to go to high school, but at least this way I had some agency. I had some choice in what I was doing. And it, it didn't even have to be a huge choice. Just a little bit of choice made me feel more like it was my decision to do this, right? But once they take that away, it's like, then you're just stuck in this thing. And I swear, it's like, you know, that's why I think people have such a hard time living a life that they want, because you get caught up in this whole system when you're young of other people planning it. And then, you know, you look at life and you're like, well, what do I do? Well, all these other people are doing this. I'll do that. But you're not really living your life. You're not thinking it through, right? You're not reflecting on it. You're not being active and you're not making your own decisions. Because, you know, the fact is... When we are active, when we make a decision to face a problem, it feels better when we overcome it, when we succeed, right? The success, even the intermediary success feels better because it was our choice. You know, there's nothing worse than being forced to do something because when you're forced to do it, it's like, okay, whatever, even if I succeed, it's not my thing. I'm not an agent, right? I'm just doing this because somebody else wanted me to, I had to, and there's not that same connectedness in living your life, right? It's almost like you're living someone else's life, basically
0: hmm yeah so I think we focused a lot on the inevitability of we did. problems we did yeah let's take a look at the gift of problems
1: you know they are a gift it's funny because they're well one they're part of life I mean we're not getting away from them right mm-hmm. but I think this is perspective again that problems can be looked at as a gift we can change our we can change the way we think about almost anything and I think with problems you know It's funny, but I noticed like the things I I always was most happy about in my life were when I had the greatest difficulty in achieving it and overcoming it. I'll give you an example. When I was an undergrad, we had to do a thesis. Um, It was an intense writing intensive school. And I I chose when I was in the philosophy program at the time, uh, I chose one to write on uh, um, Nietzsche's critique of Kant's moral theory. Very difficult. I ended up writing like a 70 page thesis. I got honors on it. But I'll tell you, it was difficult. It was very, I had to learn really difficult stuff at the time that I was not 100% familiar with. Um, it was very difficult writing it. But I mean, I had so much fun doing it because it was something I chose. It was something I really wanted to do. And I wanted to figure it out. Like the struggle was fun. And, you know, it's like finding those kind of problems, understanding problems in that way. I think it's about agency and accepting them as part of the part of the process, like, I knew it was going to be hard. My, my professors were like, you sure you want to do this? Like, this is not easy. It's going to be difficult. And I was like, yeah, no, I want to do it. Like, forget it. And like, it was the best because when you choose to do it and you know it'll be difficult and you realize you can, I mean, I think there is so much power in that. You know, you feel like, you feel your agency, I think. You, you see it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is the challenge, right? Is how do we, How do we think about problems in a way that makes them you know, where we don't always look at the end. We don't always see problems as negative. I mean, because if you think about it, problems are also a way to better betterment, right? They're a way to a better life. They're a way to a better self. They're a way to our own life, really. I mean, I think if we engage with them, we are, we are accepting ourselves, our life, and we're taking ownership of it. I think there is that power there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, so seeing the, the opportunity that the problem gives you, I think, and, and you mentioned perspective, and I like to kind of look at ways of seeing things, perspective you could call it, like, potential, so we all have problems, and these problems may seem difficult, may seem overwhelming even, but having a belief that empowers you, like, the universe will never hand me a problem that I cannot overcome, I like because that a, one. look yeah. at it. You've had problems throughout your whole entire life and you've overcome every single one of them and you're here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The uni- yeah. like, it's it's kind of the universe's way of just allowing you to realize your greatness by handing you these problems. Like, you notice that the the more powerful somebody is, the bigger the problems they have. There was a great philosopher that once said, "With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was from Uncle Swipe, yeah. Uncle, whatever the hell his name yeah, was. Is it Ben? Man. Uncle, hey, Uncle ben? ben? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so, uh, but but the thing is, the more powerful you become, the bigger a person you become, the bigger and the better your problems are. And it's not until you become—I mean, it's through those problems that you become a bigger and better person. But the handy mental model that you can have is that I'll never be given a problem that I can't overcome.
1: Which is true, right? Because there's always a path. There's always a path forward. There's always a way to address it. And it's finding that way. And I think, you know, the the thing is, is like human beings, we are problem solvers. And I think when you really look at it, like problems are, they're part of life. They're inevitable. But they can also be a fun, I mean, an empowering, a fun part of life. They can also be, you know where we find joy in the process because you know if everything was easy if everything was just handed to you would that really be a good life i mean if you really think about it about
0: the things that you've gotten in your life that were just given to you you don't really value them
1: no right when you have to work for something when you have to put the effort in when you have to make it happen it becomes your own in a way that just handing me something
0: doesn't right it becomes mine and not only that but once you've achieved something once you've overcome a problem you no longer have to worry about that because you can. You know you can do it again. You know you know if that problem ever comes up again. Guess what? I've done this before. I can do it again. Yeah. And and so that's another gift that problems give you is just the ability to to have faith in yourself.
1: Yeah. You know it's funny. You know, and you and a lot of that too is just understanding the time that it takes, understanding mm-hmm. the effort that it takes on your part. I'll never forget when I was when I was actually in undergrad. One of my advisors. Um, who I really liked. He was a lot older than me at the time. He was, I think in his, he had to be in his late sixties. I'm going to
0: guess he's still that much older than you.
1: Yes, now. he is. He always has been. It's weird. <laughs> I know it's bizarre. That was an insane way to say that, but whatever. Anyway. So, you know, he was probably like, he had to have been, yeah, he had to have been in his late sixties. So, um, but you know, I was frustrated at the one point cause I was, you know, struggling with learning something and he was like, you know, and I was like, you know, I'll never know it as well as you do. And he was like, that's, he's like, that's ridiculous. He's like. I've had this many decades more of time spent with this material, reading. He's like, you know, my, my, basically my library of, of information that I can pull from is so much greater than yours. He's like that you'll have no problem with this. You know, when you think about it in those terms, right? That the more problems I encounter, the more I solve, the more skills I develop, the more experiences I have, that's just more for me to draw on for every new problem every new encounter and it's essentially like you know it's exactly an increase in power right it's an increase in ability all the time and when you think of it that way i think it does help with the with the time and with the effort involved because if you put in the effort you get the return if you don't put in the effort you get nothing
0: yeah i think we we fail to see that so often the, the benefit of time Yeah, Yeah, there's there's this saying that I repeat to myself that patiently persistently you are bound to succeed Because if you do if you just do something persistently over and over again be patient You're going to succeed on a long enough timeline. You can learn anything And just give it time like eventually it'll change.
1: Well, yeah, that's what we struggle with, right? We want the immediate result because you know, that's the other problem, right? We're so focused on results equaling happiness that we want the immediate result because we think we'll be happy And we talked about this before, but you're missing out on living life. You're missing out on actually doing the things that make the result worthwhile, which is the agency and the development. Hmm. And, you know, we see a lot of people talk about this. You know, um, the popularity of Stoicism was really a lot of it, I think, was motivated by the fact that they look at their they look at problems in that way as positive, right, as a way to develop. And I think, you know, a lot of philosophers, a lot of ethicists all talk about this. This is not new knowledge, right? It's stuff human beings have struggled with a forever i think you know one of the things i I it's funny i was saying this to my dad one of the things i've always loved about philosophy is you can look at these works from thousands of years ago and you realize that human beings have had the same goddamn problems forever no matter what happens no matter how society changes we have the same individual problems finding meaning in life dealing with life dealing with issues struggles you know figuring out who we are how to live and you know they all recognize too that you know it takes time and it takes effort but there is value in that, right? That because living our lives it has to be ours, we have to be agents. And I think when you think about problems in this way and you own them as part of your development, as part of who you are is defining, that's where really the value comes in, right? You start to see them differently. You start to see those struggles as not a not something bad that should be avoided but something good that should be embraced because with it you move forward, you step mm-hmm. up, you ascend, right?
0: Yeah, like recognizing when you have a problem, instead of just seeing the problem, recognizing that your life is getting better. Yeah, right? And like, you know, recognizing that it's not just the end
1: goal that matters, but it's everything else in between is getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they said, the Zen Buddhists say, right? If you, if you sit down to meditate with the goal of Nirvana, you're not going, <laughs> you're not meditating in the right way, right? Because you've already failed. Mm -hmm. you've already effectively you've gone in with the wrong mentality
0: yeah yeah i've heard that one where a student goes to a zen master and he says if i sit down and meditate how long it'll will it take me to reach enlightenment and the master says 10 years and so the student says well what if i try really hard and i put in a lot of effort and the master says 20 years and he's like but what if i just commit myself fully and do it with everything i've got and the master says 30 years
1: like <laughs> it just keeps getting yeah. worse
0: you're a mental you just got the wrong idea about yeah. it right yeah. and
1: that's the thing too with problems is like you know it's funny, but when you do, if you ever notice, when you're doing something you really love, when you're really engaged in something, you don't even really notice the problems. You see them as a p- necessary, as part of it, as fun. Like I said, when I was working on my thesis, it was hard, but I never thought of it as a problem. I thought of it as, I thought of it as something I need to overcome. I thought of it as something I could do. I, I knew I could do it. I thought of it as like something to prove myself. I never really thought of it as a negative way. Not once did I think of it negatively. You know, and I think that's the, that's the defining thing. That's the difference. When we think about problems in the right way and, and we focus on the right problems, our life is better because we are really engaged and they're not problems in that negative sense anymore. They become something positive. A gift. A gift. You could yeah, say. Yeah, literally an, a gift.
0: An inevitable gift. An inevitable gift. They're there for the taking. hmm Well, Danny, I feel like that's a great spot to leave. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, with the guys, title yeah right <laughs> so guys thank you so much for listening to the episode today make sure to subscribe and also share the episode with friends, family, loved ones, hated ones, whoever yeah it doesn't and, matter yeah, us. Yeah. and we'll catch you <laughs> back next week for another full length episode but also make sure to check out midweek for a quick fix a short little 10 minute episode for you guys yeah our new series it's fun yeah so we'll see you next time have a good one alright later